Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. It is an important day on the calendar for the Women's Cricket World Cup. ICC, of course, uh, it's uh, 2022. It's been put off, uh, deferred to this new date that has come up. 31 matches uh, uh, comprising the tournament. And today, at 10 o'clock, tickets go on sale for the showpiece event of the women's game. Uh, it'll be six uh, New Zealand cities, cities hosting it uh, over that particular period. Um, and it is uh, under five months before it is underway. So important time for us to be talking to the CEO of the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup New Zealand, uh, Andrea Nelson. Good morning to you, Andrea. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Well, this is an important day because uh, all the hard work uh, is signalled by um, the interest that you get from the public, of course, which is crucially important. So uh, tickets, uh, first of all, how do we get the tickets? Uh, Let's start on that note. Yeah, look, that is an incredibly exciting day for us. Uh, you know, we have been, obviously we were delayed, uh, so to finally be on sale for tickets is a real milestone moment for us and we're really excited to be bringing this out to the public. You just head to tickets.cricketworldcup.com and the ticket pricing is really designed to get people into the stadium. So kids are $7, adults are $17, right the way through, all the way to the final at Hagley Oval. So we're keeping it pretty simple and for a family of... Uh, of five, it's $45 to come along for the day. So for us, we just want to um, show the world uh, how much New Zealanders support women's sport, but also give Kiwis a chance to experience it, many of them for the first time, um, what a great sport women's cricket is. You know, I, I guess you're still, uh, even with the, the ticket sales, it, it gives you some sort of moral certainty about the whole thing, but you still, I guess, as an organising body, because of the way the world is, you, you just sort of wake up every morning on tender hooks, I would imagine. Yeah, look, you just got to roll with the punches being an event promoter in this current environment. I did say the other day that my crystal ball is a little faulty. Um, but, you know, what, what we've got is an incredibly experienced team, but also the full support of New Zealand Cricket, the International Cricket Council and the uh, New Zealand government. So, you know, with those uh, partners together, we are just navigating our way through, you know, the issues as they arise. You know, um, what we thought was happening eight weeks ago is different to today. It's mm. different to a year ago. Mm. But what we're really confident about is, as you say, this is the pinnacle event for women's cricket. Uh, 80, uh, you know, 87,000 people crammed into the MCG to see the final of the T20 a couple of years ago. Feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Um, and, mm. you know, we want to bring that excitement back and, you know, carry on the journey of women's cricket. I also believe, uh, Andrea, because of uh, the lack of competition around the world, the lack of World Cups, etc., I actually believe that this is quite an iconic event for sport, 
not just women's cricket. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And the other thing that's really worth, uh, you know, focusing on is this is the first of three Women's World Cups that are happening in New Zealand. So the Rugby World Cup later in uh, 2022 and then the FIFA World Cup the year after. So, you know, what a statement about New Zealand as a country and our sports fans. Um, and what a great way to kind of own our moment on that global trajectory of women's sports. So, um, yeah, I think it's a fantastic event in its own right. Anyone who watched the Australia India series recently or some of those really tight matches between the White Ferns and England, you know, you'd see how exciting this is. And I think the cool thing about women's cricket and the, the, the stage of evolution at that is on any given day, you never know what's going to happen. And one player can turn a game like that. And that will be what makes this event really exciting. And it's getting more and more profile as, as more and more matches have been uh, shown on television, of course. I, I imagine any normal situation running a World Cup has its problems and, you know, you, you've just got to overcome them on a daily basis, as you say. But this is slightly different. Things like MIQ bookings, vaccinations and things. Can you update us on what the protocols will be around those? Yeah, look, I mean, what I'd say is that we are five months away from the start of the event. So um, there's a fair bit of water to go under the bridge. But what we've got is a plan for every eventuality. So we're working with government about getting the people who need to get into the country. We already have an initial allocation of MIQ rooms, which is great. Um, You know, in terms of vaccinations and all of the stuff that's happening, you know, we're listening to the government advice. We'll follow the rules and make sure that we're keeping New Zealanders safe and the players safe. And, you know, where we're really lucky is we're working alongside New Zealand Cricket, who've delivered fantastic events here over the summer, um, you know, last summer and will again, and with our partners at the ICC. You know, these guys, we we know what we're doing in this space. Um, We've got the best help, and we just want to make it a success. Tell us about um, the venues, the six venues you've picked and why you've picked those. Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted it to be a nationwide tournament. That was really important for us from the beginning. So we, we had matches in Auckland all the way down to Christchurch. We open with uh, what we're calling the Beach Bonanza in the Bay, so a really cool event at Bay Oval mm. on a Friday night to kick off the tournament. Um, and then all the way through, we've got matches in Hamilton, Tauranga, uh, Dunedin, we have a weekend in Auckland, so two big matches at Eden Park over two days, Australia, India, and then New Zealand, England. And then moving down to the business end of the tournament, semi-finals at the Basin Reserve in Hagley, and then the finals under lights at Hagley Oval, which is, um, I think, going to be a spectacular experience. Yeah, and it will. Um, uh, look, last time I think the, the women's cricket was to the fore down this part of the world, they had a massive crowd. I think it was a... In Australia, wasn't it? They had thousands upon thousands for the the the, uh, the final in particular. Are you are you combining other events around these games as such? You know, to enjoy the whole festival as such. Yeah, look, what we're really looking to do is create a real, really great family festival feeling for the event. So, you know, we think that a big audience for this sport will be sporting families. You know, mums on the sidelines, dad to take their kids down to the net. Or they might be rugby fans or hockey fans, but this is a chance for that World Cup experience. So we're creating a whole atmosphere for those families, whether it is a place for the kids to play, a place for the parents to hang out. It should be a bit different to your normal, you know, black caps or white ferns match day experience. And there'll be more details coming out about that in the months ahead. Uh, the other thing, Andrea, of course, is uh, when you're, you're looking to promote events, you need individuals to do that. Now, we do have some fairly well-known, high-profile New Zealand women cricketers at the moment. Um, how are you going to uh, exploit them? How are you going to get them in the eyes of the public, etc., to, to, to try and draw uh, that extra support? 
Yeah, look, we're really lucky with the white ferns that we have. You know, we've got some fantastic uh, players here on the ground and we work really closely with many of them, um, you know, to, to do promotions and to talk about the event and they're really excited. A World Cup on home ground at the moment where women's cricket is globally is a really special opportunity for them. Um, but I'd also say internationally, you know, we were, we had Mitali Raj over from uh, mm. India when we launched our host cities a couple of years back. Um, we work really closely with international players. So I think uh, we're going to use everything we can and, and champions and, and spokespeople. We've got a few who are at the Sins Network as well who want to kind of speak up about our events. Just, you know, I'd encourage everyone to spread the word. Um, so cricketworldcup.com is our website and the details of tickets are there. We've got a cool television commercial we're launching today. So just lots of ways that people can get involved in making this event a success. I go right back to, um, I'm old enough to go back to remembering the 1987 Rugby World Cup, which was uh, an inaugural one um, for rugby and, and uh, the way that New Zealand embraced that uh, and that was uh, the neutral nations as well, the smaller nations, how we turned out to the grounds uh, and supporting those uh, neutral nations was hugely important to the event. It is unlikely at this point you'll be able to get too many tourists to come to the event. So this really is on the New Zealand public as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I would say not only is it a great day out and fantastic sport, first and foremost, but it is a really good way to show your support for these athletes, you know, um, and show your support for women's sport. It's on a whole journey, you know, with the, the equity that we're gaining. Our players are flying business class. They're staying in the same accommodation as the men. They're playing on the same pitches. But we can't take that for granted. That's happening because people are getting behind it and making it successful. So, you know, as well as being a really awesome experience, I just encourage people to get along because it's the right thing to do also to get behind the teams. Um, we have huge communities for a lot of the teams that are competing here, in particular the Indian community um, and for some of our qualifiers also that mm. will be coming through later this year. So, you know, we'll be working with those groups to bring them in en masse. Um, but what I'd say to anyone that's listening to the station is, you know, get your ticket. It really is reasonably priced. Um, you know, money isn't a barrier to come along. Um, come and enjoy the no. day of the cricket and spread the word, yeah. Australia favourites for you at, the, at this point or not? I mean, the cricket world is evening up women's-wise, I think. Yeah, look, I would refer you to uh, some cricket commentators I might be talking to you who'd have more informed decisions on this than I would. Mm. But, um, look, I think the Australia-India series and the England-New Zealand series showed that this is a competitive um, tournament. You know, there is a uh, there are a lot of teams that can make those finals. And on the day, any team can make it and take it. So, you know... You've got to put your, um, you know, be impressed by what the Australian women's cricket team achieved back at the T20 World Cup, um, you know, but there's lots of opportunity. And, you know, I've got my fingers crossed. I shouldn't say this as a neutral organiser, but wouldn't it be great to see the White Ferns in that final? Well, they won it last time they hosted it, uh, Andrea, so uh, it seems like quite some time ago, uh, but they did. Uh, just uh, uh, before we let you go, the, the financial side of things, obviously you're relying on ticket sales, etc., to help things tick over there. Um, everyone talks about now in this uh, pandemic era uh, making exceptions or doing things because of economic reasons. How do you see it shaping up economically, this tournament? Yeah, for New Zealand, this is going to be huge in terms of the scale of investment that's coming into, um, into New Zealand from the International Cricket Council and their broadcasters. But what I'd also say is that global exposure it will offer to 1.1 billion people tuned into the last final at the T20 World Cup, that's more than the Men's Rugby World Cup most recently. So the scale is is huge. So it really does stack up. Um, you know, but what I'd say is also not just on economics, you know, it's a real social benefit to see 
have young girls. I never got to see female athletes play sports like cricket growing up. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't aware of it. I didn't have that to look up to. There's a generation of girls that will have that and a generation of boys that will be exposed to it also. Um, and then some really basic things. So thanks to this tournament, we have lights at Hagley. We've got uh, female-friendly changing facilities at all of our venues um, so that the athletes can mm. do the basic things like go to the toilet before they uh, go on the field. Seems basic, but you can't take it for granted. So there's a huge amount of benefit in the long term. But, that, you know, the main thing we can achieve as a legacy for this event is to fill the stadiums, show the world how much New Zealand's behind this sport, and, you know, just get everyone excited. So, 17 minutes, I've got it. It's nine, well, 16 minutes now. It's 9.44, Andrea. Tell me what I've got to do at 10 o'clock this morning and how I do it. Sure, go to tickets.cricketworldcup.com and just book your tickets for any of our events. So we've got Eden Park, Seddon Park, Bay Oval, Basin Reserve, Hagley Oval and uh, University Oval. Those are our venues, so pick the one closest to you, get your friends and family along and uh, yeah, get in quick, particularly I'd say for that opening game in Tauranga and the final in Christchurch. I think those are going to be under high demand. Absolutely. Uh, Andrea Nelson, absolutely uh Enjoyed talking to you. Love your positive attitude towards it. I think everyone feeds off that. It's going to be an absolute success anyway. So uh, congratulations on what you've achieved and all the best uh, at 10 o'clock this morning and in the next five months too. Thank you for your support. Uh, thank you. Andrea Nelson there. Of course, uh, she is the CEO of the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup, hosting it here in New Zealand. Tickets uh, going on sale in around about a quarter of an hour's time, which